And welcome into the roundtable. Bill Priestley here with you alongside Tony Mulvey, Thomas Watson. We're going to discuss a question that has been popping up at least six months or so, I think. Have we, have we hit the bottom? Have we hit, are we going to hit the bottom? Are we going to hit it anytime soon? Is it now? Is it, did we already pass it? Uh, we have certain situations where we had maybe Q1, Q2 last year, or not this year, because it, oh, it's going to hit the bottom then. And then those forecasts went a little bit farther, a little bit farther. And then someone said, hey, look, tender rejections in this one area have gone up a tick. Therefore, we're hit, we've hit the bottom and we're coming back up. Have we hit the bottom, Mr. Mulvey? Uh, I- it's hard to say. I, I think it's one of those things. Right now we're seeing increased levels of demand, whether that's being driven by increased government spending, right? We've talked Inflation Reduction Act, CHIPS Act, Build Back Better, all of these basically stimulus measures, government spending that is maybe flowing into the freight market, starting to, at least starting to show up, mm-hmm. but also you have the combination, right? There was a potential strike at UPS. Now we have yellow's impending bankruptcy i mean it's yeah it it can be filed at any second now so that kind of i don't say put pressure from a on a shipper perspective but if they were shipping using either one of those providers they had to make contingency plans and they were making that they have to make those in advance of something happening right then you you act accordingly but you have to have those plans in place so to say we bought them it's hard to say because i mean you still have potential headwinds in the in the coming months, right? I saw it this morning. It came through the student loan repayment. I got my payment amount of what it's going to be when it starts back on October 1st. So I think until we find the impacts of what that actually does, because that's really hitting at a almost a scary time. Yeah. Because, I mean, you think you're going into peak season. People should have, you look at where the savings rate is, it's still depressed. You factor in, Right now, what, real wages turned positive for the first time in over two years in June? People don't have as much money to go out and spend things in the back half of the year, or really in the fourth quarter. Now you add in the student loan payment that does affect a significant amount of people. Now you're taking that money that they already don't have and adding more money that they have to spend. Does that include... What does that do to freight demand? Because ultimately, I think that's what's going to drive some of this. Mr. Watson, have we hit the bottom? Or does it even matter? I'm going to say we hit a bottom. Okay, uh, May uh, May of 20 uh, this year, I would say when we saw spot rates bottom out, it's hard to say if the freight market is officially in a bottom. You know, it depends on who you ask. But looking at it from a spot market standpoint, I think yes. The other reason is I would be bearish. I'd follow Tony's lead moving into fourth quarter. But... You know, the night is young. There are hurricanes afoot. There's tons of natural disasters. There's potentials for disruption. And if I'm looking at a bottom of the market, I like to look at the spot rates and I like to look at tender rejections. We've been hanging out for a while. There's really no, can't get any really worse, you know? So (laughs) there's a lot of opportunities here when we're talking about a freight bottom. The reason I'm going to call it as a bottom is because uh, all it takes is a hurricane to make rates rise up. All it takes is the disruption. That's step one. And step two is in spite of the consumer not doing their part in buying more, I don't care if you have to pay $500 a month for your student loans, step it up buy more. That's what, we're, you know, that's what we need to do. The Build Back Better and the Chips Act, this is the dark horse. And I think uh, this is what's causing as well this rise. America is reindustrializing with incentives. Freight is not always consumer driven. It can also be industrial driven. My thesis is the reason we're seeing a bottom is because the consumer side is languishing at the vine, but there's other areas like manufacturing and building that is picking up the slack. And so, you know, 
we're just going to be chilling out on the bottom for a while. We're going to be rolling on, you know, until uh, it's like uh, until we see some upward movement in consumer spending TBD. All right. Well, obviously, a lot of people have said, and can freight waves included, uh, that uh, once we hit that bottom, it's going to be a long recovery. It's not going to bounce back. We're going to see more of what they would call a J curve. Mm-hmm. So we're going to stay very, very low for a long period of time. And then eventually, depending on how, how much you know, stimulus you want to say gets into the economy, that's how it goes. At this point, is it, is it even important to even discuss if there is a bottom because we're going to stay down here for a while no matter what? Not really. Okay. I mean, what uh, does it, if you're, if, well, I mean, it does if. Let me rephrase the question. So if, if, if someone says, like this guy over here, that we've hit a bottom, does that tell us in someone else's brain, hey, we need to start thinking about A, B, and C? I mean, you should start be thinking about A, B, and C before, right? You, it's a cyclical market. It well, always I mean, turns. Start doing it, not right? thinking. Yeah, it. uh, it's. You don't want to be left on the back foot when when the market does change because it will change, right? That's where if we're at a bottom or not, it ultimately doesn't matter. Eventually, we'll go back up. It's just a matter of timing. And if you're not preparing for that that shift, you'll be caught on the back foot, which is exactly really. I mean, obviously, it was pandemic driven. Mm-hmm. It's what happened in 2020, 2021. We saw this giant shift in the consumer, right? From because everything was shut down to goods, and then the inability of supply chains to react to what was going on caused these disruptions that have plagued the market. I mean, really till what the middle of last year before we started to see it decline. So it's one of those things you, if you weren't thinking about it, you better be, you should have already been thinking about it, but now's the time to do it because I mean, ultimately it doesn't matter if we're at a bottom, if we hit the May number or not, we've been in this range for 16 weeks, basically of where spot rates have been. Contract rates are still catching up. I think one of the interesting parts that's going to play out in this is what is the fuel impact, right? John Kingston was on earlier talking about that spread between con- or, uh, wholesale and retail prices. It's at like 90 cents this morning. It was at $1.30 three weeks ago. If it goes back up to $1.30, I mean, you're talking another, it's essentially a 10% increase mm-hmm. in, in retail prices, but can carriers and i think this may, might drive the bottom discussion is would another 10 percent increase to one of their costs with spot rates staying stable how fast does that drive some of these players that are playing in the spot market out out of the market altogether and i think that's what we've been waiting on thomas does it matter and if it doesn't matter what will make it matter well, I think if you're a CEO or you're a talking head or you work in media, we want to talk about the bottom. It's a very rear view kind of thought. If you're an actual functional person before yours <laughs> truly, before I got to speak on the mic, I was actually an operations person in the trenches. And whether you're a broker or a carrier and you're actually in a very frontline role, it doesn't matter if it's a bottom or a top. It still sucks. If you don't have enough freight, you have to find freight and solicit. If you have too much freight, not enough capacity, you get yelled at. But at the end of the day, functionally, uh, when we talk about whether there's a bottom or not, when you're performing truckload operations, when you're operating supply chain, do your job well and it doesn't matter. Do your job well, control your cost, manage relationships, service what you have. This doesn't matter. Now, if you're a CEO or if I'm a, uh, if I'm a Wall Street analyst and I'm writing my thesis based on your earnings per share and a bunch of funny numbers, then yes, has the market bottomed? What will this narrative mean for the earnings moving into Q4? But if you're below a certain threshold, this is just noise. So I think it's important for us to differentiate our audiences when we ask, is the bottom important? For our audiences out there and you have time to watch this video, but you're getting your teeth kicked in with emails and you're still slinging freight, <laughs> 
my friend, just stay at it. You'll get out of this eventually and it'll suck in a different way. But if you're a CEO watching this, if you're a purchasing manager, you want to impress your boss, you want to talk about things on the water cooler, or you're drafting your next LinkedIn post, let us talk about whether the bottom is here or not. Because just like the wheel of time, it's going to keep turning whether I get it completely right or not. <laughs> well put. But at the same time, what, what would make it matter? And again, to everybody. A natural disaster, a okay. hurricane, and okay. something localized that would disrupt capacity and change prices in a meaningful way that it would change my fundamental business decisions, which would include screwing over customers to catch FEMA freight, which is important, but don't bite off more than you can chew because FEMA does give that good money. They will give you a great rate, but they will detain your trailers and you may lose freight to an, and you may lose your incumbency status because you burned your bridges chasing the metaphorical dragon, so to speak. Send your cards and letters to Thomas Watson. <laughs> Tony, uh, two minutes left to go here. Um, as we look at, okay, whether or not there's a bottom, that's obviously up to discussion. Now, what, you, what are you looking at in terms of those major indicators? Obviously, we're talking about student loans. We talked about these, these interests, these things that are going to be coming part of the economy here in the near future. But in terms of the macroeconomic perspective, what are the big things that you're looking at in terms of seeing if this thing is starting to tick up Again, may not stay uh, low. It may stay low for a very long time, but if we start to see some uh, confidence brewing, uh, let's see what the Fed does with interest rates. Right? Yeah, we've already that's obviously we already point. think that they've gone too far and they've left it on the table that they could raise interest rates again. So let's see what they do. I mean, the decisions that they make, because ultimately, by them raising interest rates, it is a demand. It's a demand destroyer, right? I mean, that's ultimately what they're trying to do is curb demand. If they go and raise interest rates again, that's one indicator, right? Student loans being another. What's the labor market do? Because ultimately, one of the reasons the Fed is raising interest rates at the rate they are is because of the labor market still appears relatively strong. I can go in a whole different talking about <laughs> that, and I'll, I'll save that one. But I mean, it just seems that there are indicators that, hey, there's still headwinds. I looked at uh, McKinsey put out a report like last week that talked about real spending turned negative year over year. Well, guess what? If we're not spending more money, it's not a good thing for freight demand. So yeah, you've already kind of talked about consumerism, and, and we're not we're not spending money like we should be. But what are you looking at in terms of economic indicators that might indicate we might be kind of starting to pull out of this a little bit? Uh, joblessness claims, jobs created, those are really, I mean, you know, looking at the Fed and using an interest rate to kind of maintain a very complicated economy is always a fun thing. We could go and definitely go into a conversation on that. But as long as the jobs look healthy, I think that for a casual observer, you just got to bet on that. I, I think that uh, truckload demand supply, all the supply chain related things depend on if you have a job. If you don't have a job, you're not going to spend. So I think like Tony said, it, it's so hard to figure out uh, economics and boil it down. But just look at the joblessness numbers. As long as we're still above the water and doggy paddling, we'll figure the rest out. All right. Tony, real quick, if we haven't hit the bottom yet, when do we hit the bottom? I mean, uh, I would look. Because he's already said we already hit. Uh, I know. It's hard to say. I mean, it, it feels like let me see what the ocean does. I mean, it, say September. I yeah. mean, what what happens on the ocean over the next few months? I think or really the next month. I mean, if we see if this is the peak, this peak is depressed from what it was. Yeah, it doesn't look right moving forward into the future month. Interesting discussion to have. Interesting discussion we'll probably still continue to have for the forthcoming future there as well. We will take a break and we'll come back with headlines here in just a bit. <laughs> 